invite you to, to grab a seat. Um, if you don't have a Bible, feel free to, to grab one of those from one of the tables around the room. We're going to be looking at a couple different passages this morning in, in a Bible. You can pull out your phone if you, you use a Bible on your phone or pull out your Bible, hard copy if you have one of those. Um, my name is Brandon. I'm so glad to be here with you today. Um, we're going to be um, starting in Luke chapter 10, um, and then we're going to end in Ephesians chapter 2. And so if you're using one of our Bibles, Ephesians chapter 2 is on page 815. On um, page 815, you might want to mark that. And uh, we're going to begin in uh, Luke chapter 10, page 724. Um, I want to begin by just sharing a few things, invite you into a couple of opportunities uh, for, for you to, to join, to plug in, to get connected with our church family, what God's doing kind of in this season. And so um, we are halfway through, um, halfway into our, our season of, of prayer and fasting. So we kind of set the, the, the month of February, essentially, to, to pray and to fast on behalf of our city, on behalf of our church, to seek after the Lord and his heart. And so today's a halfway point. And if you are, are new to us, like if today's your first time with us, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Um, we don't know what God's doing in your heart, but we're so glad that, that you would come here and, and, and link arms with us. Um, if, if you're wanting to, to get involved with this, I invite you to grab. Um, there's still some packets in the back on, on the, that bistro table. Um, inside it are a couple of resources. This is a resource for just like a daily devotional guide. If you don't have one of these, grab one of these. Um, this is a book about fasting. If you've never prayed and fasted before, if you've never fasted before, it's a really good book for, for kind of um, beginning that journey. And so take this, read it. Um, and and the, the, the kind of thrust of, of this season is for us to be praying and thinking about the people in our lives that don't know Jesus. And so in the packet on the back of this card, there are these little circles and we invited everyone in our church family to write people in these circles that, that you know that, that don't love, don't follow Jesus. And maybe it's even you. Um, and to spend this season really praying, like every day, praying for the people on your list. And so I invite you to do that and, and not just to pray, but to look for opportunities to bless them. And so in the packet, there's this book and it has all kinds of very practical ideas about ways that you can bless your neighbors or people at your gym or people that you work with. If, if you come here and you go, man, I wanna do this, but I don't know how. We try to create everything that um, we can to put in your hands to do this well. And so I invite you, I don't, I don't know how the fast has gone for you. I don't know if, if you've even begun, but I, I invite you, man, there's no better day to start than today. And we'll kind of talk about this some at the, the end, but I want to invite you into this season of, of prayer and fasting with us as a church family. Um, the second thing, um, throughout the, these 30 days, a different church family in Nashville is hosting a 24-hour um, prayer room, and our church is getting to host several of these. Um, most weekends we're, we're hosting these. And so today um, until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. and then next Friday, Saturday, Sunday at our church office, here's the address, um, beginning next Friday morning, 7 a.m. until Monday morning, 7 a.m. I invite you to come. And, and if any of those hours work for you, you can bring your kids, you can come by yourself, you can come with your house church. But, but there's something about just coming into the Lord's presence that I think is really beneficial. And so I invite you, hey, would you consider coming and, and, and just stepping in this? You've never done it before. Just come and try. We're not asking you to lead it. We're just asking you to come and to be in the Lord's presence in a little bit of a different scenario, a little bit situation, to pray for our city, to pray for our church, to pray for things that God's doing all around um, and, and the next two things real quick on Wednesday night, um, this upcoming Wednesday at the cannery at 7 p.m., we're going to have a night of, of prayer and worship. And, and this is going to be kind of to put some fuel in our tank to finish this season strong and to kind of help us think about how we walk out of the season with intentionality so that we're not like really pursuing God for these 30 days. And then it's like, okay, back to normal. But, but next Wednesday is, is, is this place for us to go, hey, how can we take the good things that we're learning and discovering and bring them into our everyday lives? And so next Wednesday at 7 
And then on Sunday, February 23rd at 5 p.m., we're gonna have a night of worship and baptisms. And so in your seat, if, if you wanna give your life to Jesus in baptism, there are these cards. I invite you to, to fill one of these out, drop them in one of the white mailboxes around the room and someone from our team We'll get with you if you have questions. If you fill this out, it's not you saying, hey, I wanna get baptized, but it's you saying, hey, I'm, I'm interested and I wanna talk to someone. And, and so much from our team will get with you. Okay, I know that's a lot. Thanks for hanging with me. Um, you guys did great. Um, one of the things that we are, are doing as a family throughout the fast is we wanna create space in our worship gatherings for testimony. And, and so we think it's important to worship and it's super important to take communion and it's important to, to, to hear the teaching of God's word. But we also think it's really important to give space for people to share what God's doing in their lives. Um, especially in this season that, that there's something about testifying what God is doing in you or around you or through you that encourages other people. And I really believe that, that God is doing things in, in you. And if, and if you keep those things secret, you're actually depriving the body that the best thing that, that we can do is sometimes to share, hey, this is what God is doing in my life, around my life. And you have no idea the way that that's gonna spur someone another on or spur uh, other people on. And so just a moment, I'm gonna ask Barato Collins. Barato actually reached out to me and said, hey, I'd love to testify what God's doing in my life. And so before he does, though, we did this last week kind of accidentally, um, but we, we just kind of opened it up and, and said, hey, is, are there any, like, is there anyone here who just wants to stand up and testify to what God's doing in your life? And, and I know that some of you are super nervous. You're like, man, I hate talking in front of crowds, but, but man, if, if God was doing something, if God was showing you something about who God is, or if God used you to encourage someone or to work through you this week, I wanna just invite you to, to stand up right now and, and just out loud, just to, to testify to what God is doing. Um, there's this passage of scripture, I'll go in just a second, Dale. This says, let your light shine before men that they see your good deeds. It'll glorify God on the, way, on the day that he visits us. And, and so what it's saying is that, man, it's okay to, to share what God's doing. It's not this prideful, this arrogant thing. It's, it's what Jesus commands us to do. And so I want to invite us to, to share. J Dale, I'll let you kick us off. So that's amazing. Dale's been praying. Yeah, let's give it up for Dale. 11 of you are excited about his testimony. Next time someone shares, let's all cheer. Um, it's cool. Dale's been praying for his coworkers for years, the same place. And then it's not a coincidence that in this season of specifically the people he's praying for, God opens a door. I just want to name that, like what the way that God is working. Those are not coincidences. We can't dismiss those. What else? Who else has, has experienced God this week and God's work through you or in your life? Start calling names. You don't stand up. Todd.
That's amazing. Way to go, Todd. Let's get up for Todd. Thanks for walking through that opportunity. Sometimes it's easy to just avoid that. Um, it's a hard conversation. Who else? Suzanne, are you waving? Are you waving at someone? Uh, okay, gotcha. I thought you were volunteering yourself. <laughs> Who else? Nick? That's exactly right, Nick. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Who else? One, two more. Ladies first. Hunter. Kelly. Yes, yes, Kelly, thank you. Thank you for testifying that. Hunter. All right, that's a heck of a story to follow. Today, today is my birthday. Yeah. Hunter. Maybe one more. Any, anyone else? And then, Brad, I'll invite you up and get this mic ready for you.
What a word. Thank you for sharing that. Parato, you ready? Wearing that Chiefs sweatshirt, just letting, it, letting us know who he's pulling for. Thank you. I was going to come in a little more subtly, but you just said it for me. So, you know, I'm like, they'll all catch it now. Uh, I'm going to try to behave after this week. I'm going to try to switch back to another jacket. But uh, So, um, a few things that uh, I've been learning during this fast. So, I grew up in the church, and I grew up with... Um, uh, charismatic, you know, Pentecostal background. So you definitely learn about praying and fasting and it's like, you, you do it, you know, it's, it's what you do. Um, and a lot of times when you grow up in the church, uh, it can be easy to use spiritual disciplines, especially such as fasting, especially, uh, as, you know, as a, to, see it as to put it in a vacuum as opposed to seeing it as a springboard uh, for how God wants to, you know, rewire how you approach him and how you approach life. And this season, I've really been learning, and a lot of it's, you know, things that God's been showing me building up to this season as well, uh, just the weeks and months leading up to this about really um, journeying through a fast. That's one thing I like about the fact that it's 30 days as opposed to a day or a weekend, which is, can still be powerful, but uh, it, it kind of sinks in when it's, when it's longer like this. And uh, one of the ways that I've, I've been learning that is just, you know, I've kind of been torn with this fast because I'm thinking, Entering into it, I was think I was kind of torn because I was saying, "Well, this is great that you know we're having this fast and we're pressing in to try. How can we serve people that we know?" But at the same time, my life has been in a lot of transition and a lot of you know upheaval and just going from place to place in certain areas of life. So just wondering, okay, how does this actually? meet where, how does this fast converge with my life and where I'm at? You know, how can I serve the people that I'm close to when I feel like I haven't really been able to set up any roots per se in some areas? And uh, a couple of weeks, Wednesday before uh, last Sunday, um, I got a call from a friend and uh, she knows about some things that I'm, some situations that I'm facing. And she asked how I was doing, but then she also asked for my perspective on some things that, uh, situation that she was dealing with, just some interactions that she had been involved with that I had been able to see. Um, nothing really bad and, and at the same time, nothing really that glamorous or even spiritual, but just everyday week-to-week -week interaction and awkwardness that we have to deal with when we talk to people and when we talk to friends even and uh it was a blessing because i was able to uh give her some perspective on how to walk that out and, and she was very appreciative so i would encourage you uh maybe your your life is in a lot of transition in one way or another or whatever it is um 
or maybe you just don't feel up to this season of fasting, um, God, God is open to, God is happy to give us a plan. Like, it's good to be able to come to God and say, hey, here's, here's my plans, God. Like, does this line up with your will? But God's fine if we don't have a blueprint. We can just come to him with open hands. Uh, I would say a lot of times that's probably when he's happiest. Um, and then the last thing I would say is uh, I've really wrestled over time and really started to realize uh, just the, just about the love of God and how a lot of times we're looking, a lot of times when it comes to spiritual discipline, we get so focused on what we feel we need to do that we miss what God knows he wants to do. And a lot of times what he wants to do is to just love you. And I remember Andrew several weeks ago before we went on our holiday break had a message and towards the end, he said something to the effect of, if you don't experience or do anything else this holiday season, just receive the love of God. Just let God love you. Not if you don't do anything else like do this or sacrifice this. Just let God love you. And I've, you know, really entered into, start to enter that into what that looks like more so. So I would encourage you, maybe you're, again, you're not up to this fast or you feel whatever guilt or shame or whatever obstacle you're facing. If you don't experience anything else during this season of fast, regardless of what you do or don't do or sacrifice or not or whatever you undertake or not, just let God love you. Like, ask him, what does it mean for me to let you love me, God, in a deeper way? And and I, I think that'll make all the difference. So I hope that encourages everyone. Thanks. Hey, and real fast, I want you to share, just share real quick what, how you're doing that. You told me really specifically on Thursday how you're trying to do that, about like reminding yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's really good. God. Share that. Yeah. Okay. So okay. <laughs> thank you for knowing exactly. because I'm like, okay, what part of that conversation? Because uh, there was a lot. Um, so I was sharing, uh, well, I was about to say Andrew, sorry. I was about to share with Brandon. Don't you dare call me Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Y'all both have an A and D, and it's two syllables, and there's an R in there, too, so I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, your last name is one syllable. It ends, begins with S. I'm sorry. But anyway, so now that I've geeked out all the linguists in the room, uh, and the English teachers. So I was sharing with Brandon back on Thursday. Um, so for those of you who know like type A versus type B personality, I'm a type B personality. So I don't like lists. Like I don't like to list stuff out. I get kind of overwhelmed with that because I'm a perfectionist at the same time. So I'm like, I don't, I don't want to put myself under that sort of pressure. But, um, there's, I've dealt with a lot of uh, rejection, and that's a whole story in itself, so I'm not going to flush that out right now. But um, having said that, uh, God was really showing me recently, even though I was kind of even born into a lot of rejection and, and I've had to experience those things, and it's not stuff that I wanted, but I still have to be active in 
changing that and speaking into that. It's not enough to just uh, want, it's not enough to just say, well, I was thrown into this and this is not what I wanted. Um, some of you have heard of the idea of, you know, us being thermostats as opposed to thermometers. Like we set the temperature. We're not just supposed to just tell what the temperature is uh, when we're dealing with life and when we're dealing with, you know, the spiritual things. And so uh, he's really been impressing on me. Like you have to actually speak into, you have to speak against the negative voices in your head. It's not enough to just want them to go away. And so going back to the list thing, uh, if you can get me to make a list of something, like it's kind of a minor miracle. And I was like, okay, I have to start writing some lists of, so for instance, one of the lists I have is, I have a list of things that I am and things that I'm not. Yeah. And you know, the things that you know I am, for instance, some of those things. I am loved, I am appreciated, I am creative, things like that, and then some things that I'm not. Like, I'm not a burden, I'm not, uh, I'm not untrustworthy, you know, people can trust me, um, and stuff like that, and actively, and it, it feels awkward. Like, I've been doing it, not every day, but I've been doing it several days the last few weeks, and trust me, it, it, even if you are type A, it, it, that stuff feels awkward because we're not like in the rhythm of like mm. saying what God says about us. Yeah. But I mean, you look throughout scripture, it's all about God call, you know, speaking and speaking over people, speaking blessings over people and establishing what they really are and speaking against the curses that the enemy uh, want, wants to bring. So uh, I would just encourage you, if uh, maybe that's you, you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with, rejection or otherwise, um, I would encourage you to, again, go to, you know, don't necessarily feel you have to do it exactly how I did it. But uh, I, I encourage you to press into the spirit and, and see what he has to say on how that would look in your life. So thank you. Let's give it up for Brato. Thanks, brother. I love this. I love sharing and learning and testifying to what God's done. Um, I think this is the way church is supposed to be. Um, I think this is what it looks like for us to, um, to be bold and to share. Hey, this is what God's doing in my life. And for us to, to spur one another on and share, God loves you. Like those things are, are real. I believe the spirit of God is moving through, through you this morning and for us to receive those words. Um, I want to jump in just for a few minutes um, to scriptures, Luke 10. Um, we're going to be in Luke 10 the next few weeks. And, um, you know, we, we started there last week. We're, we're kind of in the middle of these, the, this season of prayer and fasting. And, and last week, we looked at, at this idea of, God, would you awaken us to the people around us, right? And so the people that are in our past, we looked at the story of the Good Samaritan. And, and, and this week, our, our charge was to pay attention to the people that, that we come across in need of touch of Jesus. And this week, the, the idea is, God, would you make us aware? Would you awaken us to your presence that's with us? And I love Luke chapter 10 because we're going to get into this, this the next few weeks and we're not going to dive too much in today. Um, but, but Luke chapter 10, you see that they're ordinary people. They're nameless people. They're 72 people and, and they're just like you and I. And what you see is that the extraordinary work from God flows through their hands. 
And so they, they experience healing. They, they literally get to lay their hands on people and, and see God heal people. They drive out the demonic in, in people's lives. They are filled with joy. I go, man, what if that's how you came in this morning? Like, what if Sarah, it's like during the meet and greet, how was your week? It was amazing. God healed 30 people through me this week. And be like, what? It's like, and, and this, was, this was the story of things that were happening. And, and, and I was reminded of that, that every single one of us like deep in our hearts, I believe this about followers of Jesus. I believe this, even if you're not a follower of Jesus, the thing that we long to make is an impact on people's lives. Like we want our lives to count for the kingdom. That, that we want people who are hurting and hopeless and who haven't tasted the goodness of heaven, we want to, to be the, 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 the channel which God works through, right? If, if not, then, then, then what are we here for? Like we, we want that, that we understand that life is bigger than us and that, that God loves to use his children to bless other people. But, but the thing that I was thinking about, meditating on this week is that so often we want the impact. And I go, but, but I think that there's something that comes before the impact. And I started to, to, to read this in Luke chapter 10, verse one. This is what it says. It says, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others. He sent them out two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. And, and that, that, those two words, after this. It's like, what is Luke talking about? So I go back and read Luke chapter nine. And of course, Luke's just kind of continuing telling his story about Jesus and what Jesus is doing. But I think that there's something deeper there. I started to wonder, well, well what about the 72? You know, and, and, and we know them for their impact, but, but what came before that? What was it that, that marked their life? And, and you can be sure of this, that there was something about the 72 that saw something in Jesus that they wanted, that, that they allowed Jesus to, to have authority in their lives, that they saw that Jesus was different than anyone else, than any other religious teacher, that, that there was something about his life and his ministry that was contagious. And they came to Jesus long before they ever had an impact. You know what they had with Jesus? They had intimacy with Jesus. And so often before we make any kingdom impact, what God is longing to give us is intimacy with the King. And what happens in our lives is that, is that so often we get a little ahead of ourselves. We get into this place of, of wanting to do things for God or, or we want God to do things for us. Right, you think about that in your life. Like how many of you, you, you kind of came into this season of prayer and fasting and I was talking to David and, 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 and we do this where we, we just have these plans that we're gonna do these great things for God and there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually a beautiful thing that you want your life to make much of Jesus. But how often we, we come to God and we want the impact. We wanna do things for God and we miss the step of intimacy with God. And when I say intimacy, I'm talking about friendship with God. I'm talking about trust with God. I'm talking about a desire to be in God's presence, to enjoy the living God who died for you. I'm talking about the deepest friendship that you can imagine. Before there's impact, so often there's intimacy with God. And it makes sense, right? Like um, you, you think about this, that, that Jesus, he doesn't want us to be his salespeople, like God's plan for Corey is that, not he, that he, he learns his sales pitch and then he walks around telling everyone who doesn't know Jesus that, that Corey just walks up to him and gives him the pitch. No, what Jesus wants is for, is for Jack to testify to what God is doing in Jack's life. And, and the ways that, 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 that we're experiencing the, the kindness of God 
in what God is teaching us and the way that God is shaping us and the way that God is stretching us and the way that God is answering prayer and moving in our lives, that, that the best thing for people who don't know Jesus, they don't need a sales pitch. They need to talk to someone who's encountered the living God, who loves the living God, who walks with the living God. And where does that come from? It comes from intimacy. You know, one of my good friends, he's in a very different stage of life than I am. He's um, almost 60 and he was married for a long time. His wife recently passed away. And, and I looked at him, you know, he was in small group with Courtney and I for a long time. And, and I looked at the way that, that he loved and he talked about his wife. And it was completely obvious that he was in love with her, that he adored her, that, that the, the ground that she walked on, like he was there, like he worshiped her in a good kind of way. And I looked at the life that he lived. He honored her. He spent time with her. He made it a point to celebrate every single anniversary, no matter how little they had or how much. It was always about, about her. And so I look at his life and I see this impact. I see this man who's in love with his wife, who, who lays down his life for his wife. And what you miss is the 30 years of, of being with his wife, listening to her heart. The same is true with Jesus. Like you think about this, who are the people in your life that are, are, are different in, in God than you? I think about my friend, Bill. When I first met Bill, I go, man, he is a different kind of follower of Jesus than I am. <laughs> that there's something different about the way that he sees God and views his life, that he's not just checking a box and it's not a, a duty to tell people about God, that that guy has tasted the grace of God. He's experienced God. And the thing that God longs to do in us, if he's not wanting us to give all of our attention thinking about the impact that we're making. He's wanting us to fix his eyes, our eyes on the intimacy that we can have with God. You ever been in this place where you so badly want to do something for God that you neglect actually being with God? I do this with my kids. I remember last year we were building a tree house. My dad came down and, and he was building a tree house and I was helping him. And, um, and, and I remember like my, my kids would come and they would try to help. And I'd be like, leave, leave me alone. I'm trying to do this thing for you, right? Like you're, you're getting in my way. And, and have you ever been there where, where you're so, trying, so busy trying to do something for God? You're so busy trying to fast, right? You're so busy trying to, to serve. You're so busy trying to do all these things and you actually miss just sitting in the presence of God, enjoying God. Have you ever been there? that you want to do something for God and what you're sacrificing is your relationship with God. Intimacy before impact. Friendship before fruit. But how do we get there? You know, I love that, that Nick testified. I love that Barato testified about this. That, uh, Ephesians chapter two. I invite you to, to turn in your Bibles real quick. Ephesians chapter two. It's on page... What page did I say it was on? 815, if you're using one of our Bibles. Ephesians 2. This is where, where intimacy is birthed, starting in verse four. Ephesians 2, verse four. But because of his great, what's that word? But because of his great what? For who? God, who is rich in what? Because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy. What is God rich in? Mercy. 
What is God rich in? Mercy. That it's, uh, it's abundant. That he has too much of it. That, that it's, it's in excess. That God who is rich in mercy, read verses eight, for it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith. Listen to this. It's not from yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not by work so that no one can boast. Do you realize that this season of prayer and fasting is not gonna earn you anything in the kingdom? It's not gonna get you to God. It's not gonna earn your way into the kingdom. The only way you know God is because the grace of God is rich and his mercy for you is rich that, that God treated you and me like we didn't deserve. That we were dead in our sins, that we were far from God, that we wanted to go our own way. And you know how God responded to us in that moment? He died for us. And he didn't tell us to get it all together. He stepped into this world and he got up on a cross and he suffered for you and for me. And he was laid in a tomb and by the power of the spirit of God, he raised from the dead. Three days later on that Sunday morning, he proclaimed victory. He proclaimed to every son and daughter that if you wanna know God, I am the way. Put your faith in me. See that I'm the actual truth teller, that you can trust me, that you can follow me, that I've died for you, but it is by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not through jump, jumping, jumping through a bunch of hoops. It's faith. Believing that this God that we cannot see, he loves you enough to die for you. He didn't want you to stay deep, dead. He didn't want you to stay asleep. He came to wake you up, to make you alive. Intimacy with God. Intimacy before impact. How do we do this? It's understanding this grace. It's, it's understanding that, that God loves you and you learn to, to, to dwell in his presence. I was talking to AT this morning and he was saying about one of his coworkers that one of his coworkers kind of made this off-handed remark that, oh yeah, God, God hates me. And if you really believe that God hates you, why would you want to spend time in God's presence? But when you understand the exact opposite is true, God hates the thought of not having you in his life. You learn to dwell in his presence. You learn to put yourself in the place where God is. I love this passage of scripture in James chapter four. It says, come near to God and God will come near to you. You come here this morning and you feel far from God. I go, are you, are you putting yourself in places to experience God? I remember when I was growing up, my family and I went to St. Louis and we were, um, went to watch the Cardinals play. And there was a shortstop at the time named Ozzie Smith. Any baseball fans out there? A couple of you. And so Ozzie Smith, maybe the greatest shortstop to ever play the game. And, and so we had some friends that, that said, hey, he has this restaurant. You should go to the, the, his restaurant. And, and so we went to his restaurant. You know why we went there? Not to eat the crappy hamburgers. We wanted to see Ozzie Smith. And I remember we were there and, and rumors around that he's in the building and, and, and you know, we're trying to see him. We're trying to see in his private room. We don't get to see him and we leave and we're just so dejected because we showed up for him and we didn't get to see the one that we came for. And so we're like walking out of the, the parking lot and our heads are hanging low and we see this little BMW convertible pull around the, the corner and it's Ozzy. And we're yelling like a bunch of nine and 10 year old boys, Ozzy, Ozzy. And, and he looks at us and he waves. We got this amazing picture of him driving away, waving, not the bird, just waving. Like. And we put ourselves in this place to experience him. 
And I go, you want, you want to experience God? You, you got to put yourselves in places where you know God is. This prayer room. You know, I, I encourage you. Some of you go, man, I, I don't believe God would speak to me. I don't believe there's any point in, in going to a prayer room. Why would I go to a prayer room? I go, man, just go. God is there. Right? And, and, and for some of you, you, you look at your life and, and you go, man, every time I try to come into God's presence, every time I try to read the Bible or enter a prayer, it's just, it's, it's cloudy and it's clunky. And, and I listen to other people pray and I don't pray like them and I don't seem to have what God has. Well, everyone starts in that place. We had a parent-teacher conference this week with um, Finley's teacher. Finley's our oldest daughter. She's in first grade and our teacher was saying, she's doing, she's doing amazing. She's really smart. She's just like her mom. And, and, and she looks at us and she says, she's, she's right on the, the verge of just taking off like when, when it comes to reading. If you, if you remember this in your own life, or if you've walked with a, a kid, or if you're a teacher, man, and when they're four and five, it can be so frustrating trying to get them to read because they're not good at it. And so we'd sit down with Finley and be like, hey, let's, let's read. And she didn't want to do it because she was terrible at it. But the more she would do it, the better she gets. And my, my, my gut is that many of you are in that exact same place with God, that maybe you feel like your prayers are clunky. And every time you sit down to, to be in God's word, nothing just, you're not having this revelation. And, and I'm telling you, there's just growing pains. And I believe the enemy's in it. I believe that, that in those early stages of trying to get in God's presence consistently, the enemy's doing everything he can to sabotage it because he knows the fruit, the payoff, the way that your life will take off with God. Put yourself in places to experience God's presence. Don't give up when it's hard. I invite you to come to the prayer room. Today or, or next weekend, at some point, come, put yourself in God's presence. Put yourself in daily in his word. Pray, read, let it be clunky. Let it be cloudy. God's working in it in a beautiful way. I'm convinced that God, he not only wants to, but he will work through your life to bring fruit. This is, his, this is what he promises in John 15. He says, this is to my father's glory that you'll bear much fruit. Mark, your life's gonna bear fruit for God. Ephesians 2, you go and read this passage. It says that God's prepared good works for us in advance, that God desires for us to make an impact and God will make an impact through our lives. But we have to make the choice that we want the intimacy with God. Do we want God? Do we, know, do we know God? Do we want more of God? So here's what I want us to do. We throw up that slide, please, Luke. I want to give us just uh, Jenna. Absolutely. Okay.
Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that, Jenna. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, so here's what I want us to do. You know, some of you, you've, you've, a lot of you, you've been walking with Jesus for a long time. And yesterday was um, part, of the, um, part of this. It was um, asking you to, to reflect on some of your significant moments, like your turnkey moments with Jesus. And, and I was like kind of tempted to just kind of blow past that. And, and I felt the spirit just being like, hey, slow down. Like, actually go back and, and redo that. Like, think about the moments in your life. And, and there was something about slowing down and thinking about some of the significant life, moments in my life where Jesus has shown up that, that like has really impacted me. Like season of my life where I was just living in immorality and, and Jesus came and washed over that with forgiveness. Or when God showed up and he showed me that he's actual healer, that he still heals today. Or God who, who comforts us in my life. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you just to take a minute and I want you to... to, to think about, if you don't, um, some things don't come to mind, I invite you just to pray and then just listen, God, will you remind me of some of the significant moments in my life with you? And then what I'm gonna invite us to do, if you feel comfortable, is we're gonna, we're gonna get in groups and we're not gonna talk about it, we're just gonna pray. And so it's gonna be um, it, it, us praying, God, thank you for the time in my life where you came through. God, thank you for this. And there's beauty in us talking, but we're in this season of prayer and fasting and I wanna give a space for us to, to pray together. So I wanna give you one minute and then when we get done with that one minute, I'm gonna invite you to, to gather the people around you. And so let's take the next minute and be quiet and listen. Think about the significant moments of Jesus in your life. Let's take the next few minutes. I invite you to, to circle up your chairs and let's just turn these, um, these memories back into prayers of gratitude. So it's God, thank you. And let the people around you hear the ways that God has worked through your life and let that be his, his praise and your testimony this morning. So I invite you to circle chairs up. Let's do this for the next few minutes. I'm gonna pray for us to kind of wrap up this time. And then I wanna send us to, to get communion, to get a piece of bread, a cup of juice from the tables, to, to celebrate, to remember Jesus, to thank the real Jesus. And then Dale's gonna have a song of worship. And so let's, let's pray, God, thank you for the way that you're moving in this place. I pray, God, that, that, you, would long, that you would help us to, to long to just stay in your presence together, that, that we would long to, to pray with our brothers and sisters and to, to, to testify to you more than we would anything else in life, that we would just, we want you, God, to be in your presence, to know you, to know your heart, your voice, and God, thank you for the ways that you're, you're moving us, you're, you're turning that tide, God, and keep, keep taking us, take us to a, a pure love and devotion to Jesus and Jesus alone. Thank you for, for these men, these women, these children. We love you, God. Consume us, fill us. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. In your name we pray. Amen.